Equine Management is proud to present Daily Vet Life, a short podcast for equine and mixed animal veterinarians and their staffs that's focused on personal and business topics of importance during the COVID-19 pandemic. In today's episode, we're going to talk about horse industry economics during the COVID-19 pandemic with Julie Broadway, who's president of the American Horse Council. Julie holds a BS and MBA and an executive certificate in nonprofit leadership, and she is a certified association executive. She's been involved in recreational and competitive riding and horse breeding throughout her life. Daily Vet Life is brought to you by Covetris, a global animal health company dedicated to empowering veterinary practices. We combine products, services, and technology into a single platform that connects our customers to the solutions and insights they need to grow. Welcome to the Daily Vet Life podcast, Julie. Thanks, Kim. It's nice to be with you. Let's talk a little bit about economics of the equine industry pre and post COVID-19 pandemic. Wow, there's a lot to talk about here. (laughs) Yes, there is. And I know that the American Horse Council does a lot of surveys and has a lot of information. I know anytime that people in the industry are trying to find out some statistics, the Horse Council is one of the first places to contact. So let's talk pre-COVID. How was the industry doing? Okay, so let's back up and put it in a little bit of a historic perspective. Back when the streets of America had horse-drawn carriages and horses were being used to till the farmland every day, day in, day out, the equine population in the 1920s was about 25 million horses. That's a lot. Um, But with the advent of the car and industrial revolution, by the 1960s, the number of horses had dropped to 3 million. That seems really low. When we Fast forward to 2005, which was one of our previous economic impact studies, the study showed us we had 9.2 million horses in the U.S. We did another study in 2017, and not surprising, we had gone through the 2008-2009, what we called at that point the Great Recession, uh, and we had dropped to 7.2 million horses in the U.S. But the good news was, the industry was really thriving, and we were contributing $122 billion to uh, the national economy. So although despite less horses, we were really booming and we were doing well. It was not what some felt like was a return to normal pre-recession, but we were still in a really, really good place. And we were seeing gains. We were seeing breeding come back. We were seeing growth in enthusiasm. The study told us that um, 30% of U.S. households contained a horse enthusiast. That was an amazing statistic for us. So it tells us that there's still a lot of relevance and a lot of interest in our industry and in the horses. And we've seen some sectors of the industry really take off. Equine-assisted activities and therapies. That sector is booming. It's one of our fastest-growing sectors. It's really been embraced by the um, veterans who are uh, returning and using that as a mechanism uh, for for them to re-socialize and get back out out there. Um, But we're also seeing it really being braced in some um, medical circles too, where they see the value that it brings to children who need that kind of trunk control or other kinds of practices that a horse can bring to them. So we saw, you know, Pre-COVID, we were seeing things really, really coming back, and I think very, very strong. Now, COVID hits. So I'm not saying anything that's going to surprise anybody. Um, You know, we saw cancellation of events, races, 
horse shows, that kind of thing. We saw social distancing, which caused clients not to be able to go and see their horses, which was frustrating, emotionally, socially frustrating. Um, and we saw volunteers who couldn't go um, to centers or to rescues and sanctuaries. We saw fundraising come to a, a halt in a, lot of, in a lot of areas for these nonprofits. Um, we are seeing uh, well, a little bit of some concerns about horses that owners can no longer care for and they therefore need to find fosters for them or place them in rescues. So we're watching that really closely. Um, and we also heard from a number of people, they were having uh, trouble getting access to resources, whether it was feed or hay or whatever it happened to be. Uh, in some cases, it was getting access to the farrier or to the veterinarian that, that they were struggling with. So having said all that, we actually did a survey um, it's been out for a couple of weeks now, so it's a really, really um, early in the process. But we sent a survey out to about 1,500 people across the industry, asking them to tell us what were the economic impacts, what were the pains they were feeling from COVID-19. And we were really pleased when we got the survey results back um, to see um, how many uh, people had come back. And so I'm going to just give you a couple of statistics from that survey to sort of put it in perspective. One of our questions was, how has your business or your personal life been impacted by COVID-19? Quite honestly, what we've heard was about 47% said, my business has scaled back due to social distancing. That was the number one answer that was there. Next was, we're having to work remotely. So a lot of people who could work remotely are now working remotely. We heard about equal measure that my salary has been reduced or my business has been closed, and so I have no revenue stream, and people are concerned about that. Then we had a little bit of um, split between people who had been laid off and people who had been furloughed, and all dealing with, okay, what does the new reality look like for me? How am I going to cope with this? So that's sort of the picture that we got when we were asking people how they had been impacted. Our follow-up question was, okay, as the American Horse Council, what can we do to help? What type of assistance would you really be in need of? Surprisingly, 40% of the people that replied to this said, I'm okay right now. There's other people who have greater issues that you should help. And we said, okay, what does that look like? And it was, tell me about how to get a small business loan. Tell me where I can get a grant. Tell me how I can get some disaster relief. Tell me where I can find hay or feed or those kinds of resources. Can you tell me um, fundraising ideas? Can you help me by providing a consultant who can help me look at my business model and tell me what I need to do over the course of the next few months to get through this thing? And then lastly, can you help me with volunteers? So we've been providing weekly newsletters and webinars to tell people where to find all these things and to give them some guidance. I think later this week, you're going to talk to Brian Brindle from my staff. He's our expert on all of the financial assistance options that are out there. If you have questions about health or regulatory things, call Cliff Williamson, our director of health and regulatory, can help point you in the right direction for that. And of course, we've got good contacts all over the industry from all kinds of places that have got different answers for some of these things that people can take advantage of. Um, I would also just say we've created what we call is a mutual aid spreadsheet. Now, this was an idea we stole from somebody, 
And what this is, is it's a giant spreadsheet that state horse councils or other organizations can post on their website and people can go there and say, I need X. And someone else can post on the opposite side, I have X that I can supply to you. We put the two together. So it's all about making the networks and making those connections and neighbors helping neighbors. Well, that is a lot. Is there, is there a specific take home that you would like for especially the veterinary industry to, to take out of all this information? Yeah, so my, my takeaway for them today, Kim, is that we know there's challenges ahead and I think we can get through this if we all just uh, work hard and make sure that we're being kind and being generous and being neighborly. Uh, and for veterinarians, I really want to encourage you to consider volunteering or giving some of your time to a local event, a rescue or a therapeutic riding center. Those are the areas that we're seeing the greatest need right now and they sure would appreciate any love and, and any manpower you're willing to offer them out there, folks. Well, th that's some good tips and we really appreciate it. And thanks for joining us today, Julie. And we had talked to Julie yesterday and we will talk to her again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Daily Vet Life. And thank you to our sponsor, Covetris. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Daily Vet Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Follow Equimanagement on Facebook or send us an email at kbrown at aimmedia.com. Daily Vet Life is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.